Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm taking your sex and relationship calls and answering your emails. Topics include how to recognize signs your relationship isn't moving at a healthy pace, effectively working through an affair so you can get your relationship and sex life back on track, looking past your own stories to really uncover the root of a sexual challenge, why you have to let your partner know right away if sex is causing you pain and getting past jealousy of a partner and his or her relationship with their sex toys. All this and more. Thanks for listening. You know those off days, you just feel like you got out of the wrong side of the bed or it's just not going your way. You know, driving away with the coffee on top of the car or pulling up to the office and realize you left your laptop at home again. It's like everything that should be easy just isn't. Except coming home to my HelloFresh delivery, it's right on my doorstep and knowing that preparing and enjoying dinner will be the exact opposite of my day. This was definitely going to be the highlight of my week. Even though I arrived home later than I wanted to, my ingredients were still chilled and fresh thanks to the insulated packaging. Bonus that the package is made from recycled materials. Thank you, smart people at HelloFresh. And as you know, I'm not so keen on my kitchen skills, but I do like to try out my own advice. And just like with sex and relationships, I want to keep evolving. And in this instance, it's my culinary mastery that I'm looking to step up. So I need a little support. So I called my friend to make sure I just like didn't burn down the house because that would be another bad part of the day, right? And of course, enjoy the fruits of my labor. We made garden quesadillas from their chef curated veggie menu. And since I enjoy variety, I can always select an option from the classic and family menus. All of the portion ingredients come in our HelloFresh box along with easy to follow step-by-step instructions. And they're really easy. It only took about 30 minutes for our deliciousness to go from the counter to cooked. If you want to not only make your dinner or meal prep super quick and easy, but very tasty, give HelloFresh a try. And you can get $30 off your first week of HelloFresh right now. Visit HelloFresh.com and enter code SWE30. That's HelloFresh.com code SWE30. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. Check out our blogs on the website. This week, how do I confidently approach a sexy stranger is one of my favorites. We're updating it all the time. But if you've been feeling like you just don't have it in you to get your flirt on or meet anyone new, I hear this all the time, this blog has some really good tips to have you face those fears and get out there again with practice so it doesn't even feel like work. Sound like a good plan? And you can also join me on social media. As always, it's all at Sex with Emily on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and Twitter. And I love when you follow me there. I love hearing from you, what you think of the shows. And I always post as soon as a new episode is live. And I'm sharing in articles and things that I find interesting. So I will see you over there on social. Okay, we're going to get into some sex in the news. And then we have your calls and emails. 
signs your relationship isn't moving at a healthy pace. So I contributed to an article by Bustle at bustle.com. They have some great pieces up there. They do a lot of dating and relationships. And they emailed, they asked some questions and they were like, you know, what are the signs that, you know, your relationship just might not be the healthiest? And I know I talk about this a lot on the show. I'm like, well, know what you need from your partner and know what's important to you. But I'm going to read through a few of these. And even if some of them you're like, oh God, does that mean I have to break up with them? No. Even if this makes you think like, huh, that's somewhere in my relationship that I actually think I want to work on, then look at it that way. Or if a lot of these seem familiar to you, well, you don't know. You might want to just look towards your relationship and see, is this right for me? So let me go through some of these for you. So we all know what happens. You get into a new relationship and everything's great. You have the butterflies and it's the honeymoon phase and everything seems amazing and great with our partner. We don't see the red flags and we're excited. But eventually, after a few months, I'd say three to four months, and sometimes sooner, we, you know, we want to start looking. Is this the person we want to move forward with that we want to be in a relationship with? If you're looking towards, you know, monogamy or a serious commitment. And you know, we all have different paces that we move at. So again, take this article with a grain of salt, but just make sure that you guys are aligned with some of these points. So let me give you the first one. Your conversations stay at a very surface level. So if you've been feeling lately like you know, we just keep talking and we've been together a while and I just don't feel like I know them very well. It might be time to, it probably is time to start that conversation. And this made me think of something that if I look back at my earlier relationships, like the ones I had in my teens and twenties and before I started really like having therapy and looking at relationships so I can help all of you, if I felt that things were not going so well in a relationship, like for example, let's say I didn't think our conversations were that great or they didn't really know me or they weren't interested, I usually would just do what a lot of people do, I would blame my partner. I'd say, well, they're not deep. They're not challenging me to go deeper in conversation. But what I can tell you is that when you look at relationships oftentimes and you're complaining about something or you think it's a fault in your partner, it's really great to uh, look at yourself and say, you know, have I tried to make this, for example, in this situation, have I tried to really make the conversation more interesting and to make it more intimate and more personal? So the next one is it's saying to surface. Look at yourself and say, you know, maybe I need to bring this up. I need to say, you know what? I want to start talking about things to you and take it to a next level so we can be closer, enhance intimacy. And being vulnerable and really talking about these things is important in a relationship. You want things to eventually move beyond like, what are we having for dinner and what are our plans for the weekend? But again, it's not a reason to throw away your relationship. It's a reason to say, well, maybe I can bring some of this to the table. The next sign maybe that your relationship might not be moving at a healthy pace. You question whether or not your relationship has a future. And we all know that relationships are alive. They need to keep growing and moving forward. And I feel like when they get stale or they get stagnant, we're just kind of like, uh, like what's this really about? If you're in a relationship where you feel like there's no future or you're not getting that from your partner, you might want to take a look at it because we see this a lot today, especially if you're casually dating. You might not only avoid talking about the future, but you might not even know when you're going to see him again. Like if you're in a casual thing, you're like, yeah, this was a great hookup. But if you see this as a relationship that you're hoping is going to grow into something more permanent and you guys never get past the immediate plan that you have, this is likely a sign that something else is going on, meaning one of you has one foot out the door or someone's just not fully committed. So if you realize like, yeah, I realize I'm always wondering when the next plan is, this is the time to bring it up. This is time to say like, I'd like to plan. I'd like to know. I'd like to talk about our next vacation and what's next for us. So again, that's something to look at. And if you feel like you've tried this and it's still, there's no sign that you could see going towards the future, might be time to uh, take a closer look and see if it's right for you. 
Another point is you haven't met their family. Now, I understand there's definitely reasons why you might not meet someone's family. Maybe they're estranged or their family lives really far away. But you guys know that feeling when you're really into someone and you're so excited and you want them to meet everybody. You're like, I want you to meet my my people at work and my family and my friends. And if you're dating someone and you're feeling like, huh, it's weird. I haven't met anyone in their life. I've introduced them to my family. Why haven't I met their family? I think that that's definitely a sign. And again, you can bring it up and say to them like, hey, you know, I think it's important. I'd like you to meet my people and I want to meet your people because it feels to me like we're not really moving forward. Again, I think that that's a sign. And I feel like, again, early on, it's really good to look at these things because when everything's great at the beginning, we tend to brush things under the rug and say, ah, oh, he doesn't really like his family. So it's okay. Or she never talks about her mom, so it doesn't matter. Believe me, we all have family and we all have friends and we all want to feel included in love. And that's a sign that things are moving forward. And then finally, here's another one, you guys. You don't feel emotionally fulfilled. Now, this one always comes down to communication. And you might feel like you're not totally emotionally fulfilled and you don't know why. And usually the culprit is that one or both of you are not really emotionally invested or connected to the relationship. And again, this can be solved by talking about it. And you might have to be the one that shows your emotional cards first. So you're like, you know, I want to be invested in this and I want to keep talking about how I'm feeling. And you can even say, I feel like we don't talk a lot about my emotions or what's going on because maybe you don't feel safe with your partner. They can handle it. Or maybe in the past you felt like you brought something up and they were like, oh, I don't have time for this or they seem annoyed. A lot of times our partner can do one thing, like we bring up a bad day and they're like, I don't have time for this. And then we assume they never want to hear about our feelings, for example. So we don't even realize we're doing it. So if you feel like, God, my partner just, I don't feel fulfilled. I feel kind of empty. And there's like a triggering point that you remember. Again, you guys, this is all fair to talk about and bring into the relationship before you decide that it's not working for you. It's always great to check ourselves when we're, we're in a relationship and if something's just not quite right. If any of these, um, and there's a few more points, you can check out the article. It's uh, nine signs your relationship isn't moving at a healthy pace because I want you all to be in relationships that you feel really good about and make you feel like a better person and being with someone that improves your life and doesn't take away from your life. Okay, now we're on to your calls and your emails. And I love hearing from you and getting your questions. And you can always text them to ask Emily, all one word to 797979. You can also submit a question from the sexwithemily.com website via the Ask Emily tab. And as always, include information that helps me help you, your gender, your age, where you live, and how you listen to the show. And I can't wait to hear from you. We have Cody. He's 29 from South Dakota. And he's calling about getting past cheating and mismatched love languages in his relationship. Hey, Cody. Hello. Hello. So tell me what's going on with you. Okay. So I've been married with my wife for five years and she's 23 and I'm 28. And with my job situation, I've taken over another ranch uh, over the last six months and we've kind of lost our touch. And she stepped out on me with one of our neighbor guys. When I say neighbor, he's 10 miles away, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, he came over and I caught them in my house and Mm. it was a very tough time in our life. And I, the, the first thing that I looked at was looked at myself and said, what, what did I do? You know, what do I need to do to fix this? Mm -hmm. And so our sex life was great for about the first five weeks. You know, it's kind of the, got our spark back. You know, we got back to the roots and what brought us together and we, we ignited that fire. Great. And so now, now we're at a stage to where it's like, you know, that's starting to wear off again. And, you know, I'm starting to think about things again. And, you know, I love my wife. I, we have a little boy that's a year and a half and mm. I don't want to, with my situation, I'd never find anybody that's like her to stay here. I mean, she's mm-hmm. my soulmate and mm. I, I don't know which way to turn to keep this going. And so 
I've, you know, I've listened to your podcast all the time mm-hmm. and Thank you. Um, I've gotten some toys and stuff and tried that out. And, you know, she's, she's very inexperienced in that department. And I guess I'm, I'm looking for ways to how she can gain her confidence and, you know, talk to me about sex and talk to me about all that stuff and, you know, get, so she's comfortable with me in that department because right. I feel like that's where we're lacking. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So there's a few things going on here. So first of all, you said that you kind of got, you took the blame on yourself. Like, what did you do wrong? And I understand that. A yep. lot of us do that. You could either gotten really mad at her or we could blame yourself. Usually we pick yep. either their side or we pick our side, right? Or we blame ourselves. So yep. I feel like, you know, there's two of you in the relationship. So... I know yep. she's young and I know she doesn't have a lot of experience, but I think that this is, you know, a great time for you guys to practice communication about everything. And you've been listening to the show, so you probably know a lot of what I'm going to say here about around that. Yeah. But you got to keep so I'm, I'm, and I want to make sure, though, because you you automatically blamed yourself. Are you sure there still isn't some kind of resentment or fear that she might do it again or that she's not being honest in other areas? Or do you think you've truly yeah, passed I it? I don't think so at all, because she's she's completely committed herself to me and you know um what you know what can i do and she takes 100 percent blame you know and mm-hmm. she she doesn't want you know she says i i you know it was my fault and it was a bad choice and it was the worst choice right and you know and done you know mm-hmm. everything and like with our love languages and stuff she's not a physical touch person right. and i am and that's that's what speaks to me that's yeah. And, and when I feel love, you know, I feel betrayed and, you know, my pride's gone. And, you know, that's the worst thing for a man to do to have your wife, you know, have sex with another man. Yeah. And, and so now, you know, my pride's gone. And I feel like trying to get some of that back is through, you know, making that connection with her. And now, you know, she's, you know, I don't want her to feel like our relationship, the only thing that's going to fix it is sex. Right. That's where I'm, that's where I'm torn. Well, so it's interesting you talk about the, you know, I think the love languages are so, so helpful in a relationship. Do you know what, so there's the five love languages for people listening, I, you know, but yep. do you know what her love language is? Yeah, it's quality time and gifts. Okay. And then yours is um, physical. Mine is physical touch and acts of service. Okay. So how, how is she doing in the other areas and how are you doing with quality time um, and gifts with her? She's really pick, you know, we've, we've sat down our movie nights and I've pushed, you know, I've pushed back some of my ranch obligations and, you know, where I would pick the ranch before, you know, mm-hmm. something else between us, I, I have put that off and, and made that transition to prove that, you know, she is the most important thing in my life. Right. And, okay. uh, you know, she's becoming more of a housewife and doing chores in the house and the laundry and this and that. And, so you, you know, guys are working on it, for except for the sex st- yeah. yeah. Okay, so so here's the thing well, about... like, for that first... For the first five weeks, I mean, we basically had sex every day and sometimes twice a day. Right. You know, and so, for, so yeah. you know, I think that was a little scary, too, because, you know, then for her, it's an expectation. Right, and then it's not hot for her anymore because she's like, now he's going to want exactly. sex. That's like everything in life. So are there other ways that you can experience touch from her that isn't sex? So, you know... Um, massage or just holding hands at night and watching TV, like would that, or cuddling on the couch, would that also give you that kind of, those kind of endorphins? Those, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yep. cause, cause you could let her know. I mean, I think that you got to tell her like, I don't want the expectation that we're going to have sex every day. You know, I, I want you to know that it's not just about that. So talking about it honestly and openly. Yep. And you said you've been listening to the podcast um, for a long time. Does she listen to the podcast? Do you guys ever listen together? Yeah. If there's been topics, you know, there's, there was a one a few months ago about infidelity and sex addiction and all that stuff. I 
you know, I let her listen to that. And we listen, not I let her, right. we listen to it together <laughs> in the car. Right. And she's probably listened to a few of them. But, you know, then there again, you know, she, I don't know if it's, uh, she feels uncomfortable listening to that kind of stuff with me. And right. I, I don't know. It's just it's probably some intimidation. You know, we, as soon as, as soon as, you know, when she was 18, she grew up in a very sheltered life. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, her parents are great. They were pretty wealthy. And I mean, she was very sheltered. And now she come out here to the ranch and we kind of distance ourselves from the social life because, you know, sometimes people suck and it's just being, you know, being around <laughs> other people. It's, it's, it's tough. Right. And so being out here, you know, it's it's just us. Right. No, that's a challenge. I can understand. She's young, too. You're young. You guys are both like you're growing up together like you. She's essentially like 18 to 23. Like that's a big gap in life. You know what I'm saying? Like those years you really grow up. So I feel like um, I mean, this is your situation that you're in right now. And it sounds like you guys are talking about things and it's healthy. I feel like since you're her first partner, maybe or one of her first partners, or she doesn't have a lot of experience, she might not even know what's possible with her sexuality. So that's why I asked if she listened. Yeah. It might be useful if she if she listened to some shows about masturbation and touching herself, and like what, and then fantasy yeah. and like what makes her feel good. Because it sounds like a lot of the sex might be around like pleasing you and expectations, but really having her yeah. sort of kind of get into her own sexuality, which is something that you know, a lot of women don't just take that on themselves until there's like a problem or a challenge. Yeah. But if we can kind of make it something that she's into and that she, you know, it's kind of like you're exploring together. And when you have sex, like, do you, you said you're having great sex. Is she having orgasms? No, well, see, that's, I've, she's always said that's just, you know, it's almost impossible for, for me because she just never, never figured out what, what gets okay. her going. Thank you. I should have asked. Okay. So, so she and, needs some ass. She's got time at home in between laundry and cooking. She's, I think, yeah. I know you bought her toys, but you leave, she might not use them. So she needs some more incentives because she doesn't even know what she's missing because she's never had an orgasm. So I think some time that you spend just pleasing her would do wonders. You've heard me say she yeah. comes first, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think we need her to, and I want this for her. Like, you know, I was the same way. I didn't have an org. I had to like figure out that like what orgasms even were and figure out my own body. And so yeah. if she's not going to do it on her own, you got to put some time, you know, yeah. with her. And that was like, after I got her that, that dual stimulation toy for Christmas, uh, maybe a week later, we used it, and that was the first time she ever orgasmed. Great. And, you know, it was just because I, I was using it for her. And a couple weeks later, she started to get uncomfortable, and I just wanted her to feel the way that I do. Mm-hmm. And so I set it all up. I did the candles in the bedroom or in the, in the shower mm-hmm. and, you know, put some music on, put her in the shower, and I gave her a toy. And here, you figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. You know, find find out what works for you, and she, and she kind of broke down, and it was you know probably my fault. It would put a bunch of pressure on her. And, yeah, that sounds like a lot of know, pressure. How about some time just yeah. you're with her? You and I think she might need a clitoral. It sounds like you got it. Probably got her a like a dual stimulation, like a rabbit type toy. But I feel like yep. she might need some clitoral toys, some lube. Lube is so important for women for masturbation and for men, but d- yep. definitely women. Like when she's starting out, and just kind of like massage her like help her find her 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 clitoris and what makes her feel good if she's not going to do it on her own because that does sound like a lot of pressure like she wants to please you and be a good wife and a good partner so i think we got to slow things down rewind and maybe there's a night of you just massaging her body all over and you and let her know that you don't need anything in return yeah can you do that Yep. Let's start working on her. You know, I've got so much great information on the site. I've got about masturbation. I mean, everywhere. Podcasts. Find someone that are about the G spot and female pleasure and and, and help her out here. And then she'll, you know, then she'll know her body. And then you guys will be, you know, working towards expanding your sex life together. Yeah. 
That's what you got to do, Cody. It's not about you. It's about her now right okay. now. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Cody. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Let me know how it goes. Bye. Yep. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Oh, I was thinking to ask him about the orgasm. I knew it. If she hasn't orgasmed yet, why would you buy into something if you don't even know what the pot of gold is at the end of the rainbow? So she's young and she's experiencing it. So you guys, if you are with your partner and you're asking for things and asking, and why aren't we having sex more and more, and they're not experiencing pleasure, they're not going to be able to meet you. So for any woman listening to, if you're single or in a relationship, it is so important that you take that time to masturbate to understand your body what makes you feel good and it changes over time and you're never done the good part is you might figure out oh yeah i like clitoral orgasms they feel good but there's so much more like nipple orgasms and and different touch and different sensations so this is fun you guys it's like going to the gym it's working out you're never done and you got to exercise different muscles so that's what they got to do there you all should be getting on that train it's important to love yourself now let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors thanks for supporting them i hope you're enjoying the show and we'll be right back I'm fascinated with sex tech and innovation. And from the second I heard about UV, I didn't hesitate to jump on board and be part of their Kickstarter campaign, which was a huge success thanks to you. Now it's been over a year and UV is the hottest thing to hit the sex toy market in years. Why? Well, for one, it's the only product on the market that can sanitize sex toys while charging and discreetly storing them. UV is designed for the intricate contours of luxury sex toys, but can handle anything from hairbrushes to jewelry to remote controls. And not only does it clean and charge my phone every night, the onboard USB ports keeps my toys ready to go. UV makes cleaning toys so easy, and it's available in two sizes, the Go Play and the larger Home version. I've already furnished my home with a dozen of these. I mean, hey, you know how many sex toys I have. UV is an elegant box with a locking function. I just open the lid, place in my items to be clean, and close the box. Depending on which UV you have, cleaning takes between 5 and 10 minutes. The ultraviolet cleaning system has been proven to eliminate 99.9% of harmful bacteria found on sex toys and other items. If you're a lover of sex toys, you can order one for yourself. To learn more, just click on the UV banner on my website or visit uvclean.com slash Emily. That's U-V-E-E-C-L-E-A-N dot com slash Emily today. Have you ever heard that saying, you don't know what you don't know? Well, that is the very best way I can describe my life before I started using the Intensity by Pormois. Kegel exercises have always been part of my routine, but I didn't realize exactly how strong my pelvic floor could be until I tried it. The Intensity delivers gentle electrostimulation to the PC muscle group, creating an extremely effective Kegel workout automatically. Yep, it does your Kegels for you. You just lie back and it does it and you're done. Not only does a strong pelvic floor help prevent the old sneeze and pee, it increases the strength and frequency of your orgasms, which is why I've stuck with my routine for so long. And now Pormois has two devices to choose from. The Intensity, which doubles as an awesome rabbit vibrator, and the Apex, which delivers the same electrostimulation without the vibrator function. The Apex is the perfect option for women who are sensitive to stimulation but still want an effortless Kegel workout. To learn more about the Intensity and the Apex, click on the Pormois banner on my website or visit pormoi.com slash Emily. That's pormois.com slash Emily. We have Natalie. She's 24 from New Jersey, and she says she's too young to have a low sex drive and wants some help. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Emily. Hi. Thanks for Hi, calling in. You? I'm so good. I'm happy to be talking to you. You are young. Tell Hi. me what is going on. <laughs> 
Yeah, so 24, been in a relationship with my boyfriend for three years now, and to me, obviously, we're still young, but it's pretty serious and something that I'd love to pursue, but our sex life is just, somehow, just, I have such a low libido, I don't want to have sex all the time, and, you know, he wants it, he's always pushing me, but he's gotten to the point where he feels like he's just pushing me, and, you know, I'm 24, so I want to be, you know, I want to want it, if that makes sense. No, of course. So, are you taking any medication right now? I am not. One of my things is maybe that I do currently have um, an IUD as my birth control, but I found that it kind of was also when I was on the pill and other forms as well, but I know that could probably maybe be a possibility, Sometimes, but that's the only thing I think. Yeah, I mean, IUD and birth control pill, they could have an impact on your libido, but also, you know, on your sex drive, but you guys have been together for three years. Do you guys live together? Yeah. Okay. So No, we do not. Okay, but you see them a lot. Do yeah. you see him? Okay. So I think that, do you enjoy sex when you have it? I do, but I think just because that's such a little libido, I also, you know, and I know as many women do, have a very difficult time orgasming. So, you know, I think because I don't have them all the time as well, you know, yeah. I don't have a drive to have sex. There's no incentive. It's kind of almost really like, it's almost like now I feel like I'm not going to have one. So it's kind of like, oh, right. You know? No, I get it. So here's the thing about low libido and sex drive and all that stuff. There's a lot of different factors. I mean, it could uh-huh. be birth control bill. It could be or IUD. But here's the thing that for women, yeah. we don't get turned on the same way that men do. Right. So arousal and desire is very, yeah. very different. So you might not be desiring. You're not thinking about it. Sex isn't top of mind. And then when you do think about it, you're like, it's going to be challenging. So that's all in your mind. And so what I'm going to give you uh-huh. some homework, because it's completely possible when you, I'm sure at the beginning you had it. So it's very common for people in long-term relationships to experience exactly what you're what you're saying. So there's a lot of women uh-huh. who've been, there's studies that came out that women who were in long-term relationships and said they had low libido. When, you know, the second they, you know, broke up with their partner, they had a new partner and their sex drive came back. So it's because we miss yeah. that novelty and that newness and that excitement so that's part of it but I would say that for you the big thing right here is for you to spend some time making sex a priority and putting it top of mind so do you masturbate I don't but I've been I've been trying to it's a newer thing I've been trying to get into it I do have the Levi touch awesome. and I found that I can use that but only like on top of my clothing so it's been hard for me to integrate that into sex because it's a little too strong right 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 how about if you use it on a lower setting yeah i use it on the first setting i'm clearly very sensitive and right. i did just order the um the um womanizer the newer one yeah I don't remember the sky that's yeah that's supposed to look like tomorrow so i'm very excited oh my god you're one. awesome yeah the womanizer <laughs> starlet is amazing the little handheld one so that one's great too to use during intercourse yeah. so don't be sh- ashamed if you need to like use a vibrator to have an orgasm like you should bring it in all you know and, and i think i was going to actually tell you that the wish by we vibe is another great one because it's mm-hmm. it's it's for the inner and outer um clitoral legs if you were the clitoris like that it's for um you kind of place it over your vulva and it's just not as strong it's not as powerful but it's more like a it's a different kind of vibration so that could be a great one for you to use as well but back to your masturbation like it's so true like the more that you keep sex top of mind and that you're masturbating and thinking about sex and like the build-up to sex the more you're going to crave it so I get it like my job is to masturbate and all weeks I'm like oh my god I gotta go masturbate and try these toys and do this thing and like I can just you know life gets in the way but when I find myself it when I do you know I've gone in ebbs and flows but the more I do it the more I want it so if there's like you know do you ever like read erotica or watch porn or do anything at all that kind of could keep sex top of mind, like talking dirty to your boyfriend? 
because for women like guys like he could see you walk in the room and he wants sex but for women we need some time to like warm up like men are you know are yeah. frying pans women are slow cookers it's just the way we are so I feel like this is on you to kind of like bring this like it's and you're gonna like it like you're gonna feel like oh wow like I, I actually feels good I'm gonna want to have sex because we're trying this new toy or I've been reading you know you guys could watch some porn together you know so have you tried any of those mm-hmm. things it's important yeah so I have to, I have started to try to watch porn um I feel like that's kind of like what's gotten me in the mood but then you know obviously I haven't done that too much with him but he's really willing to and it's just something that we like openly talk about like and he even like he tries not to kid around me he's like oh like I always want it and you don't it's like he wants like me to kind of like do what I have to do so maybe that is something that we definitely could try yeah I mean I think that um, watching porn and together I, I think yeah. it's also like I want to be able to I've, I've, I've been able to finish on my own it just now is a matter of like while doing it with sex so, like right. I think that's what I really crave I want to like ha- know that I'm gonna have an orgasm when I'm having sex with him which right. is always a struggle for many women. But. Yes. Oh, my God. The majority of women, I mean, only 30% have orgasms during intercourse. So I feel like you yeah. got to take, the, you know, it'd be really nice if you could take the pressure off yourself and know that you're like the majority of women, that it that they need extra clitoral stimulation. It's just the way it is. Like, the, it just doesn't work for some women to, to not have hands and lube or toys and lube. And, you know, do you use lube, actually? Lube is really important. I do. Um, okay. I do, but I'd love if you have like a good suggestion. Like the ones we have now is from like the drugstore. It's like a Trojan one. And yeah. We're running out. I need to actually invest in like something that I think would I probably think, be better. I think you should get some of the Joe. We have this all on our website. The um, Joe Lube. Um, mm-hmm. They make like a water-based lube. That's really great. They make a hybrid. The water base is best to use with toys. Um, they have mm-hmm. like the Joe Jelly water lube is great. So I would just try some, I would order like one of those. I think it's a lot. I think you'd like it a lot more. It's not not as sticky as the ones that maybe you would get at the drugstore. Uh-huh. And I feel like when, yeah. going back to my first point about the novelty and the newness, you guys have been together a long time. So bringing new things in together, like go to a local toy store and go shopping together or try some like things that you see in porn. Like, I don't know if you're yeah. into like, like bondage or if you were into 50 shades and you want to be tied up or you want him to take control <laughs> more. I mean, I know that's not, but it's like, that stuff kind of works. Like that's the newness, the novelty yeah, and the yeah. spontaneity. And now that you guys, you guys are in this dynamic where he's like, you don't want it. And now you're telling yourself, like you said to me three times, I have a low libido, low libido. And I'm just going to say, I don't really think that's true. Like, I think that you actually don't <laughs> and we can work on it. Like th- all those things like yeah. of masturbating and thinking about it and sexting each other and like, like talking, like when I see you tonight, you know, I'm so excited because I've got this new toy and then you guys throw it back and forth and, you know, you take a shower and you start getting ready and you wear something that makes you feel sexy. You know, these are all things that might sound cliche, but they totally work. Turning off your phone, setting the atmosphere, looking forward to sex, you know, like it's, um, again, I think that's really going to help you. So I don't believe that you are, you're just in a long-term relationship. It's not that yet you have a low libido, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> Great. That's definitely good to hear because I know sometimes women do. And since I am like only 24, I, I'm got nervous. I'm like, you know, if it's like this now, then how could it be when I'm 40? Right. You know right. what I mean? It's like I want to keep it as steamy and like try to do as much as I can now, obviously, because like, yeah. this is when you you know, when you're young and you want to have all that like crazy mm-hmm. fiery sex. Yeah. And I was like you, I got to tell you when I was 24, I was the same way. Like I, I really, I was in long-term relationships. I'm like, I'm bored. I'm moving on. I didn't even know about any of these things. So that's kind of why I've devoted yeah. my life to it. I was like, I don't want that to happen to anyone else. So, I mean, I didn't <laughs> know any of this. I was like, Oh, I'm bored. He's bad. I'm going to go find someone else. And then it was amazing for another year. Yeah. And then I would 
break up with him and get another relationship. So it is true that like wherever you go, there you are. And for, yes, some women, they're like, you know, I was never one of those women who was like, I'm horny all the time. And I'm still, to be honest, I'm not walking around like that. I'm not like, oh, I always want sex. It's like, I know for my makeup, like I, even though I'm surrounded by sex and thousands of sex toys, I have to think about it and make it a priority, which I have, you know, it's become part of my life. So in when I'm having sex, when I'm with partners, it's just the way I'm made up. So that might be you too. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just work with what, what you have and how your body is and, and how you enjoy sex. So I think that, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna allow you to say that about yourself anymore because I don't think it's true. I just think we haven't figured out how Natalie gets turned on and aroused. And that's your yeah. homework assignment. <laughs> Great. Well thank you so much. I'm definitely gonna have to go back and see how I can really implement it and yeah. you know, get going with all those things. Yeah. But that was so helpful and I oh, really good. appreciate it. Oh my it. god, of course. And you can even let them know. Like, you know, I mean you guys could try mutual masturbation when you get your new toy. Say, guess what? I have this new toy coming tomorrow night. Let's try it out together or today, whenever yeah. it's coming. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's new. That's exciting. He's gonna get excited that you're excited. You know what I mean? It's like the novelty. So try that out, Natalie. Yeah. Are there, how it goes. Yeah. Are there any certain toys that you'd suggest that are good, like that would be for both partners? I know there are some toys that like I don't know if it's like cock rings or things that like yeah. are meant like men and women together. Absolutely. There's two. And again, we vibes just because I'm obsessed with we vibes is the, the sink. So mm-hmm. the sink is their couple's toy. That was like the first couple's toy and you actually wear it during intercourse. So that's one that hits your G spot and your clitoris. And he can also put his penis inside you. These are all on our site. If you go to the shop with Emily or click okay. on the Levi banner. And then also I love the pivot. That's their new penis ring. And he wears that and then it's a really good vibrator. The reason why I love the pivot is because I actually use it on my own as a clitoral vibrator because it's, you can put your fingers inside of it and like hold it like a, like a clitoral vibe or you can use it um, during sex and on the low setting, I hope, I don't think it would be too, too strong for you. Those are the two couple toys. And then again, if it doesn't work during sex, like if you're like the pivot starts to work or you want to finish yourself, you can also use that as a clitoral vibe. So I would check out the sink and the pivot. Great. And have awesome. fun. I'm Do it with them. Like, yeah. Thank you okay, so much, good. Emily. You're so welcome, Natalie. Have a great night. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. You too. Bye. I think it's interesting. Um, this call, it really like got me thinking about how, how we, we label ourselves. Like, I don't want sex or I'm not into them or I'll never like porn. And I think that when you hear yourself saying, making these blanket statements, they're not always true. So um, say, well, what if that wasn't true? What if there's something else I can do? So that's why I'm really glad that she called. And, you know, we all get turned on very, very differently. And again, like your life work, so important to figure out your body, what makes you feel good. And it changes over time. It changes in relationships. It changes certain times a month. It changes with different partners. (laughs) Keep your eye on the prize. Don't ever just say, I'm going to deal with that later with sex and put it in the back burner. You know, it always has to be something that you keep front and center with masturbation and also talking to your partner about it. So I think Natalie's going to have a good time tonight. Okay, we've got Mick. He's 26 from Florida and he expressed a fantasy to his partner. She had a negative reaction and now it's given him a little bit of a sex hang up. Hi, Mick. Thanks for calling. Hi. Hi. Um, so, thank you for having me on. Of I appreciate course. it. We watch your show all the time. Oh, listen to it listen, oh that's so fun. I, lo- I think it's so great. It's such a great tool for couples because then they're like, oh, well, Emily says or <laughs> inspires you, I hope. So tell me what's going on with you. Tell me what happened. We're well, work this out. Um, there's kind of a long story behind it. I wrote down some cliff notes, but I, <laughs> I'm not sure if we'll have time to get through it. Basically, we come from a cultural background, like a religious and cultural background that sort of encourages sort of a submissive wives being submissive to their husbands and mm-hmm. even husbands having multiple wives. And even though we weren't raised that way, uh, the, our co- the community around us was. Right. But um, 
we made a bargain when we first got together that she would go along with the sort of submissive role in the relationship if we just stayed totally monogamous and I respected her in public and stuff, which we didn't see a lot around us. And I found out that she was really into the submissive role as well as we moved on in the relationship. And things went well for four years. Like, okay. we've been together a while. We used to have sex every day, you know, anytime I asked. And basically what happened was I lost my job. Okay. And uh, with it, I lost a lot of confidence. And it got to the point that the only way that I could get in the mood to have sex was if I sort of fantasized about her cheating on me with a more successful man. Mm-hmm. And when I brought that up to her, she was horrified. She right. gave me two reasons why she would never do it. She said uh, that she was just uncomfortable with being with someone else in general, but also she thought it was a really unhealthy thing. She knew I was depressed. And she thought it was unhealthy for me to dwell on, and she didn't want to feed that depression. Okay. I got over that. You know, I got a better job. My depression went away. I saw, went to therapy and stuff like that. Um, and even though everything else in our relationship has improved, I can't get into the mood with her, get into that initiation stage right. without seeing that look on her face, that rejection, that horrified look on her yeah. face. And just, it, I can't get there. I get and it's it. been several months. Okay. Well, that's, you know, I'm, first of all, Mick, you sound really healthy. Like you sound like you guys have kind of negotiated a relationship that works for you. And, and that when you say that you're dominant is, do you mean like everywhere or just in the bedroom mostly? Everywhere. Definitely. Okay. And she's cool. It sounds like that. Until that's working recently, for you. A lot of time. Well, a lot of that has changed with this occurrence. Okay. When I lost my job, right, my right. mood and attitude changed and it just, it's, I get it, honey. That's really hard, yeah. especially for men. Like when you are like feeling some kind of like financial insecurity or job insecurity, it can totally wreak havoc on your sex life. So I'm also wondering: Are you? Did you? Are you on any meds right now? For the depression, did you start no, taking? No, anything? No okay, meds. you're on no meds. Okay, so, so I, I started taking some at the advice of a doctor during that time, but right. since okay. then I've been fine. Great. Okay, I just wanted to check on that because sometimes that can have an impact. But so I feel like this kind of can be solved because. You know exactly what it is. You know when it started, and you feel like that horror. You just—that's all that you see. And I feel like this is something that you have to be honest with her about. Like I don't know how well. Like it seems like there's still some sort of shame, and it sounds like there was a lot of that growing up, maybe with your religion, or you know, what I mean, like shame around sex or trauma. You guys have kind of moved past that, but it doesn't even matter what the origins of it are. But the, having your wife look at you with a horrified look and shame is not really going to do a lot for your sex drive. And it's kind of got linked into sex in your brain. So you're like making this link that's really hard for you to get out of the loop. And so I think that you have to mm-hmm. um, maybe talk to her about it. Have you brought it up again? We've, we've talked about it fairly regularly, but a lot of times it can seem she's very interested in getting intimate again. And, um, and a lot of times it can seem almost accusatory. And so I'm having trouble getting past that. Like, you know, she, she, or she starts to feel, this is what she's expressed to me, she starts to feel like I'm not attracted to her anymore. And I'm worried that she's not attracted to me anymore. I see that look on her face right. when I was not behaving myself. It's almost like trauma. Do you know what I mean? Like you're having this traumatic response that you're like, mm-hmm. I, you keep seeing it, you keep seeing it. And so... And have you guys talked about it? Have you, it sounds like you have. Like she says, I feel like you're not attracted to me and you feel like she's not attracted to you. So you guys have yeah. kind of, yeah. We've talked about it at length. It's right. just, it's in the moment, even if we've come to some sort of an agreement on, and we're on the same page intellectually when it comes to the moment. And because a lot of times our sex is based on me initiating. 
Right. Um, we've had accepted a couple times since then, but it was her initiating, which she's not happy to do. She wants right. To and I understand that's not the paradigm that you set up. No, I understand. And so you just can't do it right now. So mm-hmm. um, I think that what happens if you if you just try it and you keep going, like even if it's uncomfortable, because I feel like. You just have to rewire this. I feel like if you start doing it again, and even if you don't feel like it, and you just kind of get yourself to initiate that maybe you could um, kind of clear this from your mind. But I also think that there might be something about that look that you're disappointing her and that you're not showing up as a man. And you've kind of like using this mm-hmm. like against you to kind of kind of take kind of take your sex life down and you're self-sabotaging and so I'm wondering if there's anything that you need to hear from her or the words that you need her to say to you that would make you feel better right now or in, in the moment you guys could kind of truly like in real time work on this together like let her know like I want to initiate I never want to let you down so I keep seeing that look on your face and she could say babe I get it it was a fantasy it's not happening you know I don't know what you need to hear from her but it sounds like in real time if you can work it through that you'd have more success because this is just a minor blip in your sex life you know you're going to get past this but this is mostly mental stuff it's your mind's playing a trick on you and I want you to like release it you yeah. said, you know, you think maybe I should just push through. I I think, do you think it would be a bad idea to just kind of force it? Like, um, like I don't want to rush into it, but because of that, we've sort of been easing into it every time. Okay. And it just seems to build that tension every time. So it's like, you know, okay, we're going to have a date day, like on a Saturday, and we're going to spend all day leading up to it. But then by the time it gets there, I just feel like there's all this pressure. Right, right. Well, maybe you could. I mean, and I hate saying to people, like, fake it till you make it. You know what I mean? Like, but because I get it. You don't want to force it. No, I understand. I understand. So maybe that's kind of like too much um, around like, yeah, all day long. And then you're just thinking like, oh, my God, we're going to have sex. Am I going to be able to do it? What is the tension? I'm trying to understand the tension. Is it because she's initiating it? Because I feel like there's still some unsaid stuff here between you two because maybe she still is holding on to stuff but she's not able to tell you and maybe she's fearful that that she's never going to be enough for you because this is really your fantasy that you want to happen so um i think she's expressed some thoughts about worrying about that but it's honestly outside of that three to four weeks that i had this issue maybe a little longer than that i've never fantasized about it before or after it was like a deep and depression thing what if you guys like replaced, um, but replaced she's yeah. worried about it and I'm worried about her opinion of me right but you know she loves you and you know that she's with you so it's like you guys are kind of at the standstill right now have you guys ever had like therapy marital counseling because you could probably it sounds like you've no, been going she, she won't do it what? she's reluctant to do it because that's a cultural thing right no I get going it to therapy I mean because your marriage right God, but everybody needs it. You guys have, you know, they really, really do. So I feel like... She's gone to therapy for herself, and I've gone to therapy for myself, but she... Every relationship needs it. I'm sorry. I'm really negative about... I know, but I think it's going to help you guys get past this. Maybe there's like a sex therapist or a counselor where you guys live. So see, you guys are both like, I feel like there's a a deeper level of the discussion you need to have where you're reassuring each other. And I would also say you could take sex, sex off the table for a little bit. And like, what if you didn't initiate the same way that you were initiating before? So it sounds like you were aggressive and rough, but how about if you just started like giving her a massage or making out again and it wasn't like this forceful, you know, because sex changes over time what you're into. So what if you kind of like have a new script in your mind that something else that you guys could do together, like another another way to initiate. If it's right. softer, 
you that might go, sense. yeah. So why don't you replace it with like kissing her, massaging her, or you're in control. She lies down and you give her a massage and you warm her up and you like her body and then you'll be in the mood for sex or, you, you know, so that's one way to do it to kind of create a new story around it like a new way to have sex. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's just what you, and then the more you do that, the easier it will become because it sounds like you both really love each other and you want to please each other. It's just your minds are getting in the way. So maybe don't even keep, don't try it the same way. Can you do that? Yeah, I think so. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. No, I think that's what you would do. So try something else, um, a new story. And that actually will be really exciting for her too because sex after a while is going to get a little stale and boring and you got to try something new. So this is just what the doctor ordered. I ordered a little variety. Try something new together. Okay? <laughs> All right. Okay, I'll Mick? do that. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Bye, Mick. Have a great night. Thank you. Good luck. You've Bye. got this. Love your show. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye, Mick. Oh, our minds, they serve us so well, and then sometimes they just kind of just want to sabotage us, especially when it comes to the bedroom. If you think about it, we're just, you know, we when we get caught in our heads, it's hard to enjoy sex. So um, we link up these memories, and we can have great sex. So um, it sounds like if Mick changes the script, which actually serves us all well, if you're having sex the same way over and over and over again, I would, another thing I was going to say to him um, is also to six take sex off the table, which can be very helpful for couples to kind of say, you know what, we're having challenges right now, let's focus on connecting again, intimacy, foreplay, making out. These are all ways, like just because you've always had sex in one way, um, it's always great to try different ways to make your sex life more satisfying for both of you. So I think Mick got that. This is from A. She's 23 in Colorado. Hi, Emily. I experienced pelvic pain and I want to communicate this to guys I'm sleeping with as I still want to have sex, but I want to be open. I'm actually working with a physical therapist and I even use a dilator every evening, but the pain is still there. I haven't shared my condition because it's usually just a hookup and I don't want to be seen as a burden or annoying. I know that they wouldn't want to purposely cause me any pain, but I would feel very uncomfortable bringing it up, especially when it's only a one-time thing. Do you think this is something that I should be telling them? And if so, how would you suggest I go about having that conversation? Again, this is from A23 in Colorado. So sweetie, I think you have to express to your partner, even if it's for a night or a year, that you have a pain, that you're experiencing pain during sex. Um, No matter what stage of the relationship you're in, um, you want to be with someone who gets it and doesn't feel like pain that they're experiencing a partner that they're being intimate and actually having sex with is a burden at all or annoying. But I'm also wondering if you're experiencing this much pain, should you be having sex right now? I know that you're seeing a physical therapist, which is awesome. Do you have mechanisms for for dealing with the pain? Like do you get past the pain and it eventually feels way better than the pain? So you feel like that it's actually a benefit to have sex and doesn't take away, deplete you at all? Yeah, I feel like this is something you definitely have to share. Now, if you found ways that you can get around it, like if you feel like, well, I need a lot more lube or I need more foreplay to get aroused, like most of us do who aren't even experiencing pain, that's something you should tell your partner as well. But I'm not sure, like if if someone said to me, like, yeah, we can go and have sex, let's do it. I'm going to be in pain, but let's, okay, I just want you to know I'm in pain, but let's do it. I think that would be challenging. So if you have found a way to manage the pain, you can say, you know what? When we first start, I have some pain. Here's what's going on. I'm working on it, but I feel like, sweetie, you need to understand your own body and what feels right to you and how you want to express that to your partner. But I'm just concerned that you're having sex and um, kind of smiling through the pain, which I don't think is ever a good idea for anybody. And just remember, you guys, at some point in their lives, 80% of women experience pain during sex. And a lot of women just assume that's part of it. They're like, "Eh, yeah, it's painful, but you know, I want to please my partner. Well, I don't think that's any way to be thinking about your sex life or your body. So if you are experiencing pain during sex, definitely talk to your doctor and get to the bottom of it. Thanks for the question, eh?
Okay, this is from Mark. He's 35 in South Carolina. Hi, Emily. I've been married for almost 10 years. My wife and I recently introduced sex toys into the bedroom. It's been a fun adventure until last Friday. Something happened and it's been bothering me. I gave her oral and she climaxed as usual. Next, we switched to doggy style and she began to use a vibrator on her clitoris. I soon climaxed and she kept rubbing herself. This continued until she orgasmed while I was no longer touching or inside of her. The orgasm she gave herself appeared grander than the ones that I gave her earlier that night. Please help. I'm feeling inadequate. We've discussed this, but I feel like it's pointless for me to even be there if she's capable of reaching a better orgasm with the toy. Mark. Okay, Mark, here's the deal. I'm going to challenge you on your interpretation of events here, Mark. You say that... um, it's a grander orgasm. And I'm wondering how you know that. Now, maybe it was louder or maybe she shook in a way that you haven't seen her shake before. Or maybe, I don't know what grander means to you, but only we truly know what it feels like to have an orgasm. You know, it's try to explain it sometimes, but only we know what's better, what's worse, what's grander, what's not. So I feel like since the toys knew that you might have already, first of all, gone into this with a preconceived notion that someday you are going to be replaced, Mark, by toys. So I feel like you already have something in your head about this because if I'm looking at this as an outsider, I'm like, awesome. You went down on your wife of 10 years. She had an orgasm and then, wow, you came and then she had another one. Amazing. And I feel like if you can adopt this point of view and be like, it doesn't matter where it came from, she had an orgasm and that's great. I'm so glad that she was pleased. So the thing about using sex toys, they're never going to replace you or do anything. They just add a little something different and a little bit variety. So you could also take control of the toy. You could hold the toy for her. You know, she could show you what she likes. But I really don't feel like this is something that like, oh, well, forget it. We're just, we shouldn't use toys because, you know, there's different kind of orgasms. But as far as I'm concerned, like they're all equal and this is your wife. And I think it's if you can get your head out of the, it's going to replace me thing that you guys can continue to have really awesome sex together using toys together. Like try a WeVibe toy, like the sink that you could wear during intercourse or a penis ring. Maybe that would make you feel a little bit better if this is all new to you. But I'm telling you, I feel like your orgasm is just as grand as any other orgasm. Thank you everyone for listening and thank you for subscribing to the show and reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to the show. That totally helps us. We read the reviews. It helps the show and just take a few seconds to do that because I know you're already there listening. That would be so awesome. I appreciate it. And if you want to find all of our shows, you can go to sexwithemily.com slash podcasts and also tell your friends about the show. I love it. I love reading all your posts on Instagram and Twitter when you guys are referring friends. That feels awesome. And thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Jamie, our volunteers, Shannon and Jenny, producer Lark and Michael. And let me know, was it good for you? Text Ask Emily to 797979. If you've been listening to the podcast, it should come as no surprise that women typically take longer to orgasm than men. This, my friends, is called the orgasm gap, and now there's something you can do about it. There's a topical treatment, it's called Promescent, and it enhances men's ability to last longer. No pills, no prescription, and no questionable claims. Developed by urologists, Promescent isn't your typical delay spray. Instead of simply relying on chemicals that numb everything, it leaves you with plenty of sensation. Enhancing your experience is easy. You just apply it to the underside of the penis before sex. And unlike other products, once Promescent is absorbed, it won't transfer to your partner. It's FDA compliant and clinically proven to help men last up to 64% longer. So give Promescent a try. To learn more or order yours, just go to sexwithemily.com slash enhance. That's sexwithemily.com slash E-N-H-A-N-C-E today.